the thing about opportunity is it's all around us. The difference between who takes charge of that opportunity is focus. Hey everyone, it's Angie Wachowski. I am the author of Spark, Bet on You, Leading from the Front, a Marine veteran, and I have the greatest privilege in this world, and that is sharing with you awesome listeners Bet on You Radio Season 3, our small business series where I get to talk to hardworking hustlers who are living their dreams. Small business owners, support staff for small businesses, people who just want to see you succeed. And today's guest is truly special. The reason why I say that is not only because he's been a friend and I know his backstory and he's just incredible and his journey to the United States is one for a really great separate story. But he is a hardworking, full-time professional who recently went out on his own to also develop a restaurant, Wings and Wine in Sugarland, Texas. He still kept his day job, found some partners, built this built this business. And why this is such an important story is maybe where you are right now. You can't leave your career. It's stability, it's security, it's where you get your insurance, but yet you've got these dreams and ideas that just aren't going away. You need to take a risk in your life outside of work and you still need that work thing going on. So you're gonna listen to Bubemi before, again, dear friend from Nigeria, talking about his global life journey and how he's taking his passion and helping have this interesting side hustle that fulfills him in so many unique ways. We've known each other for quite some time, I'd almost say close to a decade, but the reason you're here on Bet On You is to talk about this fascinating side hustle. But before we get into that, do you mind just talking about your background a bit? So by training, I'm an electrical and electronics engineer. Mm-hmm. Graduated, graduated college, worked two years in the beer industry and uh, got a little bit tired of that. Joined uh, a large oil and gas company for the adventure of traveling. That was a dream that was sold to me. And uh, it came true. I've been with my wife and kids around the world, working with the same company for 24 years, Been in, lived in six countries, worked in about eight and uh, visited over 30. Found my way to the U.S. in uh, 2016. Kids wanted to go to college and needed some kind of stability. So we've been here since then. And it's been a fantastic experience. I guess all through our lives we've realized that wherever you find yourself is home and you have to make make it work for you. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. Uh, today, I'm a division manager in a large uh, oil and gas uh, company. I run the digital division for the United States. So my career has also evolved from being an electric- electronics engineer to now running a digital, uh, small digital empire. <laughs> it's fascinating. And I mean, the tremendous amount of responsibility on your shoulders, not to remind you of it, because I'm sure it's very present with you every single day. (laughs) But I find it fascinating that you've decided to start your own business on the side in your spare time, which isn't a lot of spare time, but it's, it's 
pretty amazing what you're doing. Because I think a lot of people right now say, I can't start a business. I've got a full-time career. And you've got like a mega full-time career and you started a business. Can you talk a little bit about your business? Yes. So uh, like you say, Angie, it was, uh, I do have my hands full with work. I can work seven days, 24 hours a day and and, uh, still not get everything done. Um, But then you realize that, that very statement that, if you went seven days and 24 hours, you would not get everything done. Um, the other thing that's important to note is between work and life, it happens. The clock keeps ticking. It doesn't stop. So you have to figure out a way to make your work part of your life and your life part of your work. And that's kind of one of the reasons that um, I decided to take the leap to do something for myself that was mine to build from scratch um and 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 create the time to do it um was i scared going into doing it yes did i think i would have the time absolutely not um but nothing is created or built without a certain level of commitment and craziness as the world has taught us <laughs> i call that craziness risk actually <laughs> yes yes so it it was a big risk and everybody around me said you must be nuts. What do you know about chicken and, and, and wine? And I was like, well, it just sounds interesting. And I need to do something interesting that I want to learn. Life is about learning. And I think this has been a big learning curve for me. Um, but it probably is the biggest risk I've taken in my life outside of having children. <laughs> <laughs> Two risks indeed. And your children have turned out phenomenally. I wonder about being, so you grew up in Nigeria. You've lived all over the place. And you come to Texas and you create your business, which is called Wings and Wine. And if you can't guess by the name, you you can get wings and you can get wine. You can also get a wonderful other delicious, but can I just say delicious? Because when you invited me, you didn't tell me that we were going to your place. You're like, can you come to Wings and Wine? And I'm like, that does seem like an interesting pairing. And I'll admit, I wasn't necessarily a wings person, but I could not eat the garlic Parmesan (laughs) wings fast enough and the wine was fantastic. But anyway, that's an aside. That's a plug for your business. But... What about being a global citizen and getting confident through life's journey gave you the confidence that this would be a success? So if anyone were to ask me what's the biggest learning I've, I've, I've picked up in my travels around the world and visiting cities, it's that as different as we are, we are the same. And the difference is people feed into the differences or you feed into the similarities. I chose in my life early on to feed into the similarities with, with people. So every time I meet people, I look for similarities and, and I don't feed into the differences. Because, you know, on, on the large scale of things, Angie, the differences are, are minor, right? Uh, you speak a different language, but the thing is water is water. You, you have different syllables for water, but essentially it is still water. It still does the <laughs> the things that water does. So when you look at life like that, that the similarities are larger than the differences, um, it, it kind of makes you look at decisions differently. Um, you know, one would ask, oh, why didn't you wait till you retire and go back to Nigeria and, and build this? But like I said, uh, time waits for no one and where I find myself is home. And then when I couple that with the fact that my belief is <clears throat> we have more similarities and differences, um, I can tell you today when people walk into the shop and we say hi and we talk, 
No one is asking that you where you're from in Nigeria. It's all about the wings and it's all about the wine. Because at the end of the day, chicken is chicken wherever you go in the world. But wine is a wine wherever you go in the world. How nice it tastes, that is the difference. And, you know, so so that gave me the courage to do it. That put my mindset in the right frame. And if you're positive about whatever you're doing and you feed into that positivity, people around you will feed into that as well. I feel, and I believe we talked about this a little bit, that you wanted to model your space, your restaurant, as a place for conversation where people can, you know, not talk about their differences, but really connect on their similarities. That was really important for you with your Absolutely. menu selection. Absolutely. I, I wanted a place that was safe. People would come in. So we had big windows, uh, a nice airy place, you know, nice tables and chairs. I wanted somewhere where people will be drawn to conversation, drawn to talking about their similarities, drawn to enjoying life, understanding life, and, and just walking away richer in knowledge than they, they felt when they came into the restaurant the first time. And, and if we do that more, I think we will then feed into the similarities we have rather than the differences. And that would be a big change for the world. And that's my little <laughs> contribution to the world. I think it's, similarities. I feel like it's a huge contribution to the world, but then putting your business at the center of it. Did you have like an aha moment where you're like, I'm ready. It's it's wings and wine. We're going. What was that like catalyst moment for you? So it, it was the realization that there's no right moment. There's only a right mindset. Mm. You know, so the, the right moment doesn't really exist. Any moment you find, you can find a thousand reasons not to do it at that moment. Uh, what you need is, is, is a commitment in your mind that whatever journey you take, you're going to make the best of it. Like I said to my team, when we have an, an impossible target, we swing for the fences. It's as simple as that. If, if you connect, you have a home run. If you don't, you might get, you know, one base <laughs> or two. <laughs> but if you don't swing, for sure you're going to be struck out. So, so that's my understanding. That's where my understanding of baseball ends. <laughs> I was going to say, that is very brave of you. I've always been instructed that when dealing with international audiences, don't, Angie, talk about oh, American baseball. baseball. Don't even talk about football because they think you're talking about soccer and they don't call it soccer. <laughs> so that's where my, my, my understanding and fascination ends. But that's kind of, there's no real, what I call it an aha moment. I, I think the aha moment was, I need to be committed to something different outside of my job. And and when, once I made that, I, I found um, like-minded people, my partners. And, and, and the reason I took my partners was an advice of my wife where she said, look, spread your risk. Um, if you're going to do this, you need to at least mitigate your risk. And that's why I took partners on. Otherwise, I would have probably tried to do it myself. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no real aha moment. It's about the mindset. It's about putting yourself in that frame of mind to go ahead and do it. I want to get to some of the really nitty gritty details about starting your business. So you went in with partners. Did you all decide just to throw some cash in the middle of the table and go for it? Did you go to a bank to get a loan? Like, how did you, because that's really go time once we start talking about money, but how did you capitalize your business? No, that's a very good question. And I think my my corporate training kicked in. And what I said to them was, we, we start with our cash because it's easier to get cash from 
financial institutions or what I call formal, formal banking industry when you've already shown some commitment in terms of your own cash or investment. Um, secondly was, even if we were going to get the cash this early, if we were making a mistake, let's make a mistake with some of our money and not all of our money and external debt, you know. So so we put some of our money and that, that did two things for us. One, it helped us be very frugal with our investment because now you're spending your money and not other people's money. Mm-hmm. Um, it also helped us um, limit our, you know, liabilities as we started. One of one of the things I think kills startups, at least from my view, was in in the corporate world, is that they get too many, uh, too high a liability portfolio, um, and they can't get out from under that, and and so you you struggle and and you know. When you get money, you you decide you think you can build and boil the whole ocean. So what we decided to do was put our money together and start boiling just a portion of the ocean, a small bucket of water. Boil it, see it, like it, take on a bigger bucket, and so on and so forth. And that's kind of what we've done. We started with just the wings and the wine, the concept. We had a bottle, few bottles of wine. We actually gave quite a lot of the wine for free when we started. Um, and then we put the down payment on the wine machines. So if you look at it, we broke down our spending, um, you know, kind of, I would say frugally and, and, and in phases. We, we decided the shop would be built in phases, and that's kind of how we did it. We, we didn't want to take on the huge liability of, uh, of having a loan. Is that a possibility? Yes. Once the concept is proven, uh, we have our first shop in the black, then it makes sense to, because now you have a template Mm-hmm. I think if we don't have a template, uh, there's no point going to take uh, on big loans. Really great guidance. And with your partners, what type of qualities were you looking for partners? I'd be curious of that because a lot of people do feel like it's going to help them be more successful to go in with someone. But just because somebody is smart doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make a good business partner. So can you talk a little bit about that? That's a very good point. So again, this I always go back to my experience, but it's also the advice I give my kids. Uh, bring people to you who don't take themselves too seriously. Because when you take yourself too seriously, you become very easily narcissistic. You you suddenly think you're the smartest person in the room. And the problem with smart people in the room is you can't get across to them. Um, I, I have this notion that I don't know everything and diversity of thought brings strength to any decision. Um, so that's what I look for in a partner. I look for people who didn't take themselves too seriously, who could have a good laugh, um, who were also brilliant at you know one aspect of life or the other. Uh, my partners are one is a medical doctor and the other is a HR professional in a, in a large company. So working with them, they brought something different to the table, and I've known them for some time. Um, one of my partners, the medical doctor. I've known since I was 10, and then we lost contact when we uh, went to college. We reconnected again when I came to the U.S. The other partner I met in the U.S. the year I came in, and he introduced me to Colaches, and I said to him, you're my brother for life if you introduce me to such delicious <laughs> snacks. So, <laughs> but more... lead, me, lead me to more. <laughs> if you know this, I want to know what else you know. <laughs> exactly. 
more importantly, they 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 both have an outlook to life that they they can listen. Um, we don't always agree. Um, we three of us agreed that two to one is going to be the majority vote in everything we do. Um, however, we also agreed that whatever decision we make, whether it's two to one, whether it's all three, has to be with the commitment of all three of us, and and. That helps a lot. Now, it's it's not always been smooth sailing. Everybody grew up different places. Everybody has different experiences. So everybody wants a different tweak on something new. But we we accept the what we call our minimum viable product has to be unchanged until we prove this entire template. And we've agreed that there's going to be space in the future for everybody's ideas to be brought to the table. In a way, we can test it, fail fast, and change or pivot. So that agreement helps. Oh, that's huge. I, I think, again, having that decided in advance when oh, things yes. are good before things are bad and trying to make those decisions could be really, really tough. Yeah, to say the least. What surprises or what has surprised you about this, these first few months of business ownership? I think it was two things. One was the number of... Uh, regulations and departments you have to go to to get things done. <laughs> that was quite uh, shocking, but interesting as well. It was a learning curve. The second and probably the most important part is people. It's people. It's, it's getting people to, to work for you or getting people to buy into a vision uh, of your business. And when you think you've gotten through, you, you always get surprised uh, at how far off you were from where they were. So I guess the challenge is how, as human beings, do we bridge the gap when we have topics, when we talk about a certain thing? How do I know that Angie and I are on the same page? Um, in the business, you and your employees, you, you have no idea how far off you can be from how your employee feels. And that's the challenge, and I think that's something we're still working on. How do we get the employees to buy in? How do we understand what they're thinking of? Because if I don't know what you're thinking of, I can't address any of the challenges or the thoughts you have. So that is the biggest surprise. You think you know people, and they always uh, turn around and surprise, <laughs> surprise you. Well, it's been interesting to me to watch my husband go through it because he manages our cafe and bakery full time and you'll have really great interviews you'll make offers you'll get people's enthusiasm and the next day they don't show up <laughs> you're like what happened it, <laughs> it is <laughs> you are 100% correct that that is a, that is a feature now and it it really bugged me was it something i said was it something i did was it my body language what what did we do did one of us say something and we, we, yeah, I'm just, I'm beginning to realize that it's just people. It's just how people, some people are built. I know. And to connect with that. Well, last two questions I have um, for you. I'd love for you to offer some words of encouragement for somebody who is a full-time professional right now, considering starting a business. What advice would you give to them? Commitment. Be sure of what you want to do and, and be committed to it. Um, I'll tell you a scary thing. We didn't have a big... Uh, business plan going into this. Uh, we knew we wanted to do it. We knew we were going to be committed and we put the time and effort into it. So I 
use, as you know, Angie, most of my weekends, I, I go the, to the shop and anytime I finish work about five or six, I drive over there to see how things are going. I think about it in the evening and it, it takes up time, but it truly doesn't take up as much time as I was scared it would. Um, and, and it's fun, so it's different. And because I'm committed to the idea, and it doesn't have to be something you've done before. I mean, you could be an engineer and decide to open an art shop. Um, it's again, it's a commitment. You'll find the space. And when you're committed to it, the thing about opportunities, it's all around us. The difference between who takes charge of that opportunity is focus. So the moment you, you, you make up your mind that, you know, you change your mindset, I'm going to do something for myself. I'm going to create, I'm going to build something. And you start looking, you now have that focus. And, you know, voila, all the opportunities will show up. We don't see them because, you know, could be said, we're wearing what my friend used to say, sunglasses indoors. <laughs> Last question. You're so right, though. I think, again, you're not going to you're not going to see it until you step no. forward into it. Then, you know, again, what appears could be the most incredible thing. You just don't know yeah. it because you can't see it right now. So last question. And this is a complete the sentence one. <laughs> so this is don't start a business if so complete that sentence. Don't start a business if your your mindset is not correct. And what I mean by that is if you're not ready, don't do it. Uh, because, you know, there's no, like I said earlier, there's no right time. The, it's you. You have to look in the mirror and say, I want to do something different. That's it. That's all you need. I want to do something different. The human mind and the human capacity has really no limits. Our limits is as much as we can imagine. And, and as far as we imagine that work is too hard, the family's too busy, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You're not going to do anything. So I have a friend who does horseback riding, archery, rowing, squash, running, golf. And I ask him, how do you fit all this into a weekend? He says, because I can. <laughs> there you go, friends. You heard it here before. Thank you for the inspiration, wisdom, and just your courage to share your story. So much greatness here. Thank you so much, Anja. Always a pleasure to talk to you. So wasn't that awesome? I could listen to Before Talk forever, whether he's talking about digital products in this large oil and gas space, whether he's leading his team at an offsite, or if he's talking about his passion. And I just want to go back to you for a second. What is your side hustle idea? Do you want to have a short-term rental? Do you want to make money on the side with a graphic design because you've got a knack for that and you think that might be an interesting pursuit? Do you want to open up a restaurant or maybe go in on an investment? Maybe that might be the safer path for you right now for where you are to entrepreneurship. Who knows? But look at this guy. He can do it. So can you. People are out there living your dreams right now. What's the difference between them and you is just their ability to invite a little bit more risk. But that actually leads me to one of the three points that I'm taking away from this conversation. I thought it was really powerful to hear before talking about the idea that it is not a moment for him, at least. It was not a moment. It was a mindset. If we keep waiting for the right moment or the perfect time or for the sun to shine 
for eight days straight and then a thunderstorm and that's going to be our moment. It's just not going to happen. Change starts within. There's this process called thoughts become beliefs become behaviors. And if we go back to our thoughts, this is where our mindset rests. So if you believe you can do it, guess what? You can do it and you can find the time. Busy professionals find the time to do the things that matter to them most. So again, it's not a moment, it's a mindset. Second takeaway that I'm getting from this conversation, what I loved about Wings and Wine is it's not just, and I say just like jokingly, you know, it's not just a place where you can eat wings and drink wine, but doesn't that sound fantastic? <laughs> Believe me, I was there, go to it in Sugarland, Texas. It was phenomenal. I'm not even a wings person. And I found myself begging for more and they've got truffle fries. So take that. <laughs> and it was just a great experience. But for him, it's a place for conversation and connection. It's a, where he is allowed to express the side of him that he feels is really important for the world space for conversation. So we don't talk about our differences. We can talk about how we're alike. And isn't that cool that he could fulfill that with the side hustle? The final thing to talk about was commitment. And just knowing that if this is something that you want to do, if you are in, and by, by in, I mean all in, both feet, you've got more than what it takes to find success. But though buy in with your heart, your mind will follow, buy in with your mind, your heart will follow, but you've got to be committed. Thank you again for listening to Bet On You. This is Angie Wachowski. And if you want to stay engaged and stay connected, visit AngieConnect.com. See you soon. Bye-bye.